This is Clothes Making Mavens, a sewing podcast about handmade fashion. Hey there, it's Lori from frivolousatlast.com. Helena will be back with us on the next episode. In the meantime, we're going to go on an actual tour of an amazing sewer's closet. Really? For this episode, I contacted Sharda of SweetShard.com and invited myself over to her place for a tour of her handmade wardrobe. I remember standing outside her door, my recorder in hand, and thinking to myself, did I actually just invite myself over to this poor woman's house? And to look through her closet? But Sharda was graciously game, and as so often happens when two sewers get together, we had a ton to talk about. Sharda lives here in Toronto, but she's originally from Hamilton, Ontario. And as you'll hear, sewing seems to be right in her DNA. When Sharda isn't sewing and creating amazing photos for her blog and Instagram account, she's a television producer, host, and stylist. When I dropped by to see her, she had just spent a few months away from work in the television industry and had done a lot of sewing to reconnect with herself and to refresh. So let's pick up the conversation there. In your about page, you say you are a producer and a host and a stylist, so you're, you're working in digital media a lot. And yeah. so working with digital things, I think sometimes coming back to sewing is really, you know, it's a tangible, physical thing that you can feel with your hands and you can feel like you're, yes. you're productive in that way. And it kind of clears your mind space and, and opens up room for more productivity in other areas. I would say so. Um, I would say that sewing is hands down the most challenging thing I've ever taken on. Yeah. It's like I'm obsessed with it, but it's so challenging. Like even being in TV, it's, you know, it's the same idea, but you're right. It is tangible because you can hold it in your hand, you know, the fabric and you wear it and all of that. Um, but it's your hands that's putting in the work, right? The, the closest thing I can equate that to in TV is maybe like set designing mm -hmm. because then you create a physical, tangible set. But as far as the actual video or the content, you can't actually touch it, right? Mm -hmm. And even, you know, some people ask me like, what is it about sewing that actually helps me uh, as far as my career is concerned? It keeps like the clock going a little bit, right? Uh, I found that when I was only in TV, like it's supposed to be a creative medium, but I didn't Sometimes it's not that creative, right? Because you're at the helm of many other people above you. So really you don't get that much creative input. You can start with it, but like somebody else will step in and say, no, do it this way or do it this way. Or we think it'd be better if you do it this way. Um, so you kind of get stifled a little bit. But as far as doing this, this is all me. Even if there is a pattern, I can do whatever I want with the pattern and change it the way I want it to suit myself. And then on top of that, it just... The, the, the thing that I get lost in is once I start, I'm like, but what if I, I could do this instead? I could do that instead. And then it just starts like spiraling out of control, mm -hmm. which is frustrating on one hand because nothing gets done. On the other hand, it's cool because I have the option to do it. And so it's great because this whole sewing thing keeps my creative clock going and it keeps me sharp, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's a great way to put yeah. it. Yeah. So when did you start sewing? Uh, a little less than four years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you've come a long way, baby. <laughs> your stuff is amazing. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's really awesome. Did you? You mentioned um, here and there on your on your blog and Instagram finding a pattern in your mom's stash or grabbing some fabric out of her stash. So yeah. so clearly she was part of the influence to get you to start sewing. Is that right? Well, so 
literally everyone except for anyone in my generation, like all like the grandkids or the cousins, everyone can sew. Like me and my cousin, I have one cousin, we're the only ones that can sew. Um, but like all of my aunts, all of my uncles, my mom, my dad, my grandparents, like literally everybody can sew. Wow. Yeah, and I have an aunt, um, she was showing me pictures from her, like when she was like 19 or 17 or something like that, and this dress that she was wearing was so gorgeous, and I was like, now I know back home you weren't buying that. And she's like, no, I made that. And I was like, are you serious? Like people would pay like $150, $200 at like anthropology for that. And you made that in like the 70s, in Guyana, you know, like it's so cool. So literally everybody can sew. My mom used to make a lot of my clothes for, clothes for me when I was a kid. Um, a lot of my Indian clothes she would make, my dresses she would make, but I never had to sew. I, I never needed to sew because she would make everything for me. I never needed to have anything altered because she would alter it for me. And really what happened was uh, that summer that I started sewing, I wasn't going back to home, back to Hamilton that much. I wasn't seeing her as often, so I needed to get some things altered for weddings, and I just didn't have the time to be going back there, so I had to learn to do mm -hmm, it myself. Mm -hmm. um, I started getting it altered, but it was expensive. To take in the sides, add in a zipper, is like $60, and they weren't even doing it properly, I would say. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had probably four or five weddings to go to, Indian weddings, and those were like six, seven events, you know? Like, it's like four or five events, sorry, it's it's a lot. And so I was like, if I'm spending like that much money on every outfit for every wedding, that's gonna add up. So I just walked to Sears, bought myself a sewing machine, put YouTube on and taught myself. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I had the basics for my mom, like straight stitch, backstitch, like yeah. corners and stuff like that. But like, as far as altering, putting in zippers, I just figured it out yeah. off of YouTube. So are a lot of your family members, are they professionals, sewers mm -mm. and tailors? And No, just no. everybody? Um, I mean, they, they call my grandfather, they used to call him a master tailor, uh -huh. but that, that's just, I think that's just a slang for just saying he's really good at making clothes for people, like for the kids or for himself. I don't actually know if that means he was tailoring for other people. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad is a fantastic tailor. I always want to say I'm like, it tailors for guys, I guess, you know, is that the term? You know, I don't, I don't know. know. That's, that's an interesting question yeah. because, um, hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of connotations around that. that there's that there might be a different term for a male sewist and a different term for fe like seamstress versus tailor. Yeah, and, and the potential hierarchy between that, if there is one or not. So I don't really know. That's a very good yeah, question. yeah. I mean, I pro I like the term tailor more than I like seamstress. Uh huh. But people are now using sewists. Uh huh. So now, I don't know. But anyway, so my dad's he's a really he's really good at sewing. He's very precise. Um, my mom is very good. She, my grand, my grandmother is really, really good. Very fast. Like I could go to the store and come back, and she'd be done making a dress for me in no time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so it's really in your DNA. Yeah, yeah. But also, a lot of people, like where my parents are from, they do so because from that time they didn't have, you know, it wasn't ready. The ready, ready made, ready made clothes weren't available. Stores weren't really available, so you would just make your clothes and you would really take care of what you had, right? Mm -hmm, so. And they grew up in Guyana. Yeah. 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 So you dove straight into making yourself outfits to go to weddings. That's really impressive. Yeah, well, kind of. Okay, so my first thing that I made was a bow tie for a secret Santa. And from there, somebody... So the theme was you had to make it. And so I put it in a nice box. And the guy sitting beside me was like, 
you were supposed to make it, not buy it. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome that he thinks that I bought it. (laughs) And then I had a 60th birthday to go to, and then I made a skirt. And then my mom's 60th birthday came up, and I made, like, a matching... um, like a matching separates piece. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, this is pretty cool that I can make things now, like actual things. And then like right away, I was just like, forget it. I'm not buying anything if I have to go to like an event or anything like that. Because now the fear in my head is what if I show up wearing the same thing as somebody else? Yeah, right. that happened? I went to a wedding once. (laughs) Okay, I bought a dress from a store in the corner of some street in the Bronx, like, I don't know when this was. I would say probably in like 2005. 2007, now two years later, I wore it over here in Hamilton for a wedding. Three other girls wore the same dress. What? Three (laughs) other girls wore the same dress. And I was like, I don't understand this. And this has happened several times. So now I just, I don't even think twice whether I'm going to go buy a dress or not. I just make it. So how much of your wardrobe would you say is handmade? Okay, so I didn't think a lot of it was. And then before you came, I pulled out all of my stuff. And so it's on my bed right over there. But as I pulled, so the pile that you see on my bed right there, like it's a fairly large pile, but it, I, don't, I didn't realize how much it, it was until I took it out of my closet because my closet's like half empty. Uh-huh, wow. So it takes up quite a bit of space. Like I don't think it's a lot, a good, like I don't think it's the majority of my wardrobe, but it looks like it's becoming the majority of my wardrobe. It looks like a significant chunk. Yeah. So, yeah. so did you, did you make that conscious effort? Um, like how much shopping do you still do? Do you do much? Like none. Yeah. Almost none. Um, it's very specific things like jeans for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, pants typically I'll buy. Um, and why is that? Do you, have you, have you tried making jeans or pants? Um, I, okay. I can make, sweatpants I can make like leggings and stuff like that but as far as jeans are concerned I just <laughs> I, I don't know I just think that some things take more effort yeah. than it's worth so I think when I'm making something versus buying something I really go into a sense of a business mode which is how much is the material going to cost how much is the time going to cost yep. so to speak yeah right and the cost benefit analysis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it depends on with, on whether it's worth it or not. So if I can make it in a certain amount of time for a certain amount of money, then it makes sense for me to make it. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's going to take me four days and then I'm going to get frustrated and the material is costing a lot of money and then maybe it's going to take me another three days to fit it properly. Like, you, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just, some things I just don't think are worth yeah, um, making. And if you're in that mindset where you have that time and you want to challenge yourself, that's great. But you know, if that's not why you sew, then yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm terrified of trying jeans. And but you know, I'm lucky in that I can buy ready-to-wear jeans that yes. that fit generally. Yes. You know, I don't have a hu- huge problems with fitting, so I totally get why people who have some issues with off-the-rack clothes love making their own jeans. And I salute them because I'm so impressed because it looks like such a challenge. Yes. But- like on Instagram, I'm seeing a lot of. Uh, women making jeans and I'm like good on you yeah like, you're you, a goddess you're tackling that <laughs> and good for you but I could not even be bothered to do it yeah. um, because like you said like I don't have a problem buying jeans and I don't buy jeans very often to begin with right and so what's really cool also about sewing a lot of my clothes is that I've become very um, conscious of what I'm buying mm-hmm. and how much I'm buying yeah 
Well, why don't we um, why don't we do the tour yeah, of your okay, wardrobe? Cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, okay, so this right here, this is almost everything. It's um, a big pile. Yeah. So I'll start with my latest make. This I made yesterday. Oh wow, the fabric is gorgeous. Describe it for us. Okay, here. so this is um, a stretch cotton sateen. It's from Fabricland, and it was originally I think twenty four dollars a meter, and I got it for seven dollars a meter. Nice score. Yeah, yeah. and um, I I gotta tell you, I'm I'm really indecisive sometimes, so. I spend a lot of time staring at fabric and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then finally I'm like, no, you have to just pick and just go, right? And so this is not something, like when you look through my pile, you'll see that this is not a material that I would, it, it stands out. It's not something I have in my closet of store-bought clothes mm -hmm. as far as the color and pattern is concerned and it's not in any of the materials. Right. I mean, yeah. I have a lot of florals, but as far as like bold, like, what is this, red, fuchsia? I don't even know what color yeah, this is. Yeah, red. So we're looking yeah. at basically a fit and flare dress with uh, the materials white background with large red floral print, pretty stark red. Yeah, and so I spent the day doing this, and it, it took me a lot longer than I think it should have taken me because... Just a day? Yeah, well, less than a day, really. I started at probably 12 o'clock yesterday, and I finished it at 9, and that is because I dilly-dally a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, I stop, I stare... And then I go on Pinterest and I'm like, did I make the right decision? Should I have done this instead? Like, for example, so the skirt, like you can see it's just a regular, there's no gathers in the front, but it's gathered from like the sides, from the darts all the way around to the back, uh -huh. right? Yeah. So for me, it's like I made the gathers and then I stop and I'm like, should I have done this? Like, is this going to look good? Like in the picture on Pinterest, it looks good, but I don't know if it's going to look good on me, you yeah. know? So then I stop and I debate for about 20, 30 minutes or whatever. I also am notorious for cutting incorrectly. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, I try really hard, and I'm often very confident. I'm like, no, like, it's that whole measure twice, cut once. And uh -huh. I'm like, I know I measured, like, five times, and then I still did it wrong. So, <laughs> for example, this does have a stretch. Um, it's a two-way stretch instead of a four-way stretch. Mm -hmm. And... But I cut it the wrong way. Oh, yeah, right? I've done that before, And too. I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? And so this pattern, I know, like, even just, like, the darts, for example, this pattern, I know how to do the darts to my size. Mm -hmm. But I did them the wrong size. So I, like, put the entire thing together, and it was wrong. And I'm like, come on, Charlie, you know these things. Like, how <laughs> are you doing this wrong, you know? And it's just sometimes I can be a little mindless because I'm – sometimes overconfident and yeah or like, you just get in the flow yeah right? yeah yeah maybe that's what it is I because I wouldn't I'm just like I know what I'm doing and then turns out I'm not I don't know what I'm doing so yeah. that's if I don't make these mistakes like I can cut the time down by like two three hours wow on so a dress quick. like this yeah. yeah this would take me for sure a couple of days yeah yeah and I, actually this has no lining unfortunately um I wish I did put a lining in it mm. um just because I feel like having a lining attached to it is just really luxurious and yeah. a, a little bit richer. It ups the game a little bit for the garment, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but because this is for an event for tomorrow, so I did not have time. I was like, nope, there's not going to be any lining. It's do cool. you do that a lot where you have something coming up pretty quickly and you're like, I got to sew something? Well, okay. So I know I say, like, I like to make my clothes for events that I go to, but at some point I'm always like, no, I want to buy something. I don't want to make it. I want to buy it. I want to be like everyone else. I want to buy it. I want to spend some money. And then I'm like, I don't want to do it, right? <laughs> I, it, it's an internal debate. And then usually I decide 
about four or five days before that I'm going to make something. So that's what ends up happening. Is that a little bit terrifying for you? No, like my mom's like, she's, she's always like, you're not, you don't have enough time. And I'm like, no, I have the time. (laughs) I have the time. Like even when, if, if I'm working like an intense job, I will wake up at like four in the morning, work from like 4.30 to like 7.30, get it done there and then come home, do an extra three hours at home. Like I'll make sure it gets done. Wow. Because I'm just like, I'm not wearing what somebody else is wearing. Yeah to this party. Wow. Very impressive. (laughs) I sometimes do that where I'm like, okay, I've got an event and it's on the weekend and I got to sew something. And then I think, oh my God, I did not need this stress in my life. Oh my God. Yeah. No, you know what? Without fail, like usually towards the end of it, I'm like, why am I doing this? (laughs) Um, but then once I put it on and I'm at the event and without fail, somebody is going to say, I love your dress. Where did you get it from? And I'm like, ah, yes, this is perfect. Okay. It was worth it. I so, feel yeah. like that's the moment we live for is it when is. you're out and someone goes, that's beautiful. And you go, thanks. I made yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now people know that I make a lot of my clothes. So now they're like, did you make it? And I'm like, oh, you're not supposed to ask that, <laughs> right? <laughs> you're supposed to let me tell you that. <laughs> Look at this. This is gorgeous. So this is like a, a jacquard, cream colored jacquard overcoat, would you say? Or how yeah, would you describe yeah. it? Yeah, it's just a coat. Um, it's doesn't have been, it's a uh, stand-up collar, doesn't have any buttons on it, um, three-quarter length sleeves um, with some cool black binding because I like to roll my sleeves up oh, so you yeah. can see the binding on nice the inside. contrast when you roll it up. Yeah, um, this is my first attempt at making a coat. And so this is actually the same pattern, these two. Okay, so I need a moment to just catch my <laughs> breath here because this purple, so, okay, so it's like a... a what would you call this color? Fuchsia? Magenta, really. Magenta is a good yeah. color, yeah. And it's yeah, a yeah. sort of boucle wool kind yes. of blend. Magenta, gorgeous, gorgeous coat. Like, I just, <laughs> wow, it's so Thank great. Thank you. So, and they, they look very different from each other. Yeah. The only difference between these two is the length. And you can see the lapel, I guess. This is the lapel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I extended it out by four inches mm-hmm. on each side. Right. And then I was like, I'm just going to extend the collar here by an extra, I think, two inches. So now I doubled the size. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got the collar. And the cream one is basically like, a, you could wear this in many seasons, I think, but it's pretty yeah. lightweight. And then the yes. magenta one is a great, like, fall, almost, like, would you wear that in winter too? I've worn this in winter, yeah. and you don't understand. People, like, stare down. Like, I was at the mall once with my girlfriends, and... I was like, people keep looking like this is really weird. I've never had this before, but people kept like just looking. And my one friend, she's like, Sharda, people keep looking at you. Have you noticed that? I'm like, okay, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. And she's like, I think it's your coat. I think it's like the purple of your coat that people just keep looking at. It is a showstopper. Yeah. Like it is truly a showstopper. When I was browsing through your blog and saw that, I just. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. And this is my first attempt at making a coat like this wow. for sure. And like. And it's lined it's and it's lined. got patch pockets. Yeah. It's and, gorgeous. Um, I'm so proud of myself for how the lining turned out, to be honest. Oh, like, yeah, I can't perfect. even believe how, I was convinced that it wouldn't turn out that great. But because uh, I'm like, who cares? It's on the inside whatever but I was so proud of myself this is the one I have to pat myself on the back oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, big pats for that one that's (laughs) really 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 stunning for sure um so this pattern uh, sorry this jacket little blazer situation this is from my mom's pattern collection and this is from 1996 the pattern Mm -hmm. and when I look at the picture on the pattern package I'm like 
okay, I can see that this is a nice jacket, but I cannot see how this is going to translate in real life. Because to me, 90s clothes don't fit well. No, they never did. They were sort of oversized and covered up the body and yeah. Right. And there's oversized clothing that look good, but I just didn't think that oversized clothing would look good. Mm -hmm. Right. So this jacket is basically Um, an oversized, um, it's got no lapels and it just has one button at the waist. Yes. And it's a little bit long, like sort of covers the bum. Mm -hmm. Um, it's full length sleeves, but I didn't like the way the sleeves look when they're, um, all the way down. And so they look better rolled up, I think. And I think they look more nineties. I, you know, they're just a bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Also have some binding down here. Um, I just learned how to properly do sleeves on the inside so you don't have to do binding. It didn't occur to me how to... Um, oh, I'm forgetting the term for when you can hide the uh, raw edges. Like um, a French seam? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, French mm-hmm. seam, yeah. I, all this time, I had no idea. Just do a French seam on, on the arms. And this jacket is really also a showstopper. So it's basically white background fabric with uh, blue and lilac and chartreuse green which is one of my very favorite colors big florals in those in those colors on it it looks great yeah so this I originally wanted to make a dress with and my boyfriend was like okay like you keep making dresses (laughs) and and one of the things I mean if you look through my blog you'll see I speak a lot about making clothes that I can wear on a daily basis as opposed to just going out so I decided instead of making a dress I'm just gonna start making casual clothing. Like separates. Separates, things that I can wear at jeans, things that I could wear out or to the mall or whatever, because then I don't have to buy regular clothing, right? So it's one thing to not have to buy dresses, but then why, then my wardrobe's gonna be all dresses. I have so many dresses that never have a reason to leave the closet, because that was what I did too. I'm like, I can sew, I'm gonna make dresses. Exactly, and dresses are, easy. Once you understand your sizing, they are easy and making jackets are actually pretty easy too, especially if you're not too worried about like the tailoring and the fit. Um, the only thing with this one I had to work with was the shoulders because the shoulders were a little bit um, wide. Probably had room for um, shoulder pads in yes. the original pattern. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm going to follow the instructions. And so I, I put the shoulder pads in there and I was like, absolutely not. This is <laughs> too soon. Too soon. too soon and way too big. Yeah. <laughs> So I got to say, though, one thing I'm impressed with is being able to see past the pattern drawing or photograph, because you said you looked at it and thought, mm, I don't know how this is going to look good. So what made you take the leap and try it? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I saw it and I was like, I can kind of see it, but I can't really. Okay, so I guess even with the first dress that I showed you, this red and white one, the reason I chose that pattern in print is because I don't have anything like it. Mm-hmm. With sewing, this is my opportunity to experiment. I have all of these options, so why not go with it? That material cost me $14. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about a dress at the store that's going to cost me $100, I might not want to experiment too much with it. I, wa- I, want it to, I want to know that it's what I like, and that's it. Mm-hmm. If I don't like this print, if I don't like the way this pattern, this 90s pattern turns out, this is $10. That's no big deal, right? It's yeah. no big deal. Yeah. And if it turns out 
awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's hope it looks the way that it does in my mind. But if it doesn't, I tried. Mm-hmm. Right? And then there's also fun to be had in, I'm going to try a 90s pattern. And exactly. I'm going to use this crazy big floral print, you know? Exactly. So, and I think that's that's a huge pleasure I get out of sewing too. Is, yeah. yeah. I sewed um, a romper last summer and it was made out of this lilac colored material and it had little like skull and crossbone potion bottles all over it. It was really, it was not me. It wasn't something I was going to wear. And I kind of knew the whole time I was making it, it wasn't going to be something I was going to wear, but I loved making it, you yeah. know, and it's a cute little thing. And when I give it away, I'll imagine someone's going to find this in, in a secondhand store and be like really excited about it. And that's fine. Exactly. That's, that's just it. So this, this, I don't even know what, what kind of blue is this? Like a this, I would blue, call like a blue. cobalt blue, like a really strong, bright blue. Beautiful. This is my favorite piece of all time that I've made. Um, and would you describe it as like a bomber jacket? Bomber this style? is my drop shoulder bomber jacket. I got this material for four dollars. Okay. <laughs> Where do you find all these bargains? From Fabricland in the last call section. I okay, so Fabricland has a membership deal. Like if you remember, you get fifty percent off regular price. I never buy regular price in my life in general. I do not buy regular price. If I'm gonna go buy fabric, I'm not. I'm probably not gonna buy regular price because chances are, if I wait three weeks, it's gonna be like seventy percent off. Mm-hmm. So they had less than one meter available. Um, so this is, I think, 0.9. And I was like, what am I going to do with this? I was thinking about making like a fitted dress. And then I was like, no, you can make a fitted dress with anything. Why don't you try something else? So this is based off of a sweater that I have that I bought from uh, Forever 21. And I kind of just figured it out along the way on how to piece this jacket together. Um, McCall's has a bomber jacket pattern that I had tried and failed at. Oh yeah. Yeah. Early on I failed (laughs) at it, but I understood, um, what to do. And so taking those, um, instructions in my mind, I was like, okay, well I got to do this and I got to add, you know, this facing here. And I love the way the inside looks. Uh, (laughs) I'm just, okay. So I have a serger, but I'm just, I can't, sometimes I just can't figure it out, but it worked for me this time. Oh yeah. It's perfect. Um, but I just love the way it looks like it's really nicely finished. It's, it's, and it's so comfortable. And wherever I go, people are like, Whoa, that blue jacket. And yeah, the color is uh, again, a showstopper. I love your, your choice of colors and fabrics. Thank you. Do you ever find, um, one of the problems I have is I always gravitate towards the, the big loud prints that excite me in the store. And so I'll buy that and then get at home and say, oh, now I have nothing but big, loud, exciting prints that don't match each other and I can't actually put an outfit together. So what I found, what I found is that people started telling me, oh, you really like florals. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that I really liked florals until you told me. Um, or somebody had said, when are you going to post your next, you know, make? I mean, we know it's going to be great and probably floral. And I was like, oh, okay, wait, hold on a second. got to like... Wait, I'm being typecast here. Yeah, yeah. So, and I didn't think of, I, I never even thought of that. It's just when it comes to colors, the florals look so nice. And to me, it's like, why buy something plain when you can buy something fun, right? So, but yeah, no, like as far as this one's concerned, I bought this because it was $4. Amazing, amazing. And people love the zipper. I get comments on the zipper all the yeah, time. Yeah, so like a separating zipper in gold. Yeah. And uh, goes really great with the bright blue. The original price for the zipper is $22, but I got it for 11 Amazing. So, so you have this like million dollar wardrobe that is 
bargainista. It's like five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so this this um, sweater that I, I'm wearing right now, this material is three dollars. Wow. Yeah, I just I can't like when I go to the stores now, I'm like, I can't even. And I saw this this uh, a very similar sweater was at H and M, and I was it was like thirty five dollars, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can make that, and I just made in this amazing is, this so it's like a cropped sweater with a drawstring at the at the waist and drawstrings at the sleeves super cute well, how would you describe the um, material um it's just a, a mixed fiber knit um also from fabric land uh in their knits section at the back of the store usually they have like a table full of knits usually whites grays and blacks and sometimes blues sometimes you'll find different colors um but they're typically labeled mixed fibers. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. And if you ask them, they, they don't, don't know either. either. <laughs> so that's what this is. It was $3 a meter. I think I got one and a half. I was like, do I get one and a half or do I get one? And the lady's like, it's $3. And I was like, okay, fine. I guess I'll get one and a half. <laughs> right? But it wasn't about the money. It's actually more about, I don't want anything left over. Yeah, yeah. What do you do with your leftovers? Um, well, they're in this bag right here. Uh, I have a big Victoria's Secret bag full of stuff of fabric that's left over. Um, Do you donate it or? No, I have it left aside because in case I have some sort of, because it's it's small fabric, right? Um, but it's usually enough to make like a crop top for like a sari or an Indian outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom says keep them and make something for your nieces. So the remainder of this fabric that I have for the dress that I'm wearing tomorrow, I'll probably make a skirt or something for my niece. Right. Because I love the idea of, like, someone miniature wearing the same. (laughs) (laughs) Super cute. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this is just, like, a jogging pant uh, sweatshirt, sweatsuit, I guess. Amazing. In a sort of diamond-shaped quilted um, sort of stretch, maybe polyester, I guess. Uh, You know what? This one, I cannot remember what the... uh, material is I was just so excited I bought this early on when I didn't understand looking at material mm-hmm. it takes a long time yeah, doesn't it to figure it out a lot of things I didn't know until probably recently even just like washing fabric before like because I get so excited to make it that I don't have time to wash mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. right this dress for tomorrow did not wash it probably should have didn't have time because you have to hang dry it because it's sateen mm-hmm. they're like do not put that in the dry dryer and I was like okay cool I guess I'm just gonna have to risk it and just not wash it because I don't have time to hang dry it, right? Because that'll take overnight and I need to get it started right now. Yeah. So, Well, even if you weren't sure about the fabrics you were buying, this turned out really well. It's got a great minimalist mm-hmm. sort of aesthetic to it, which, yeah. is, which is nice. And you can see this is the first time I was using my serger. <laughs> That's okay. You don't have to show the oh insides of your clothes to anybody. <laughs> you know, but you know, want to know something? Even though nobody else is seeing it, I am like, oh, it's the inside. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know why. I, I know that nobody else is going to see it except for me. But I don't know. I just can't get over the inside sometimes. Yeah, I, I um, I don't think I have that same problem. I'm like, nah, it's just me. I've worn stuff that have like little holes in it, and you, you know, when you um, sew a knit with a twin needle mm-hmm. to hem it, and then you clip off the excess. Yes. I don't know how many times I've clipped off part of the garment while I'm doing that. Um, and I'm just like, forget it. It's okay. I don't care. It's fine with me. I'm going with it. All the time. <laughs> uh, I was convinced it was going to happen with that dress over there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> we have to be very careful. This one actually has a hole in it too. Uh, where <laughs> It's like off to the side on the side seams. 
Um, and you're the only one that will ever know it's there. I'm the only one that will ever know. So, but now I'm telling you, and so there it is, right there. There it is. That's it. Okay, so this, this is a pattern test for By Hand London. This is their Sarah shirt. This is really cool because, um, so I used to produce for country music television, CMT Canada, and one of the last shows I produced for them was with Taylor Swift. That was for the release of her 1989 album, and the part of the set piece was this amazing fabric draped. Wow. Yeah. So this <laughs> So you're shirt... like Scarlett O'Hara making clothes out of the curtains. Yeah, 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 pretty much, yeah. So this is actually uh, a set piece. Um, these are draped in the background, and it looks so beautiful. And if you find this on my website, you'll, you'll see a little snippet of the interview, and you'll see it hanging in the background. And now it's your blouse. And now it's mine. And, and it's have... sort of like a, what would you call this, like a chiffon or a crepe? I, don't, or... I think this is a crepe. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't buy this material. My set designer did. And this we shot this one like in 2014, so it's 2017 now. This fabric, the rest of it, has been in that bag over there for three years almost. And it, like we have probably like eight, nine meters well, I have you nine meters wow. now. So you can have a whole wardrobe yeah. out of this beautiful robin's egg blue yeah. crepe. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, uh, I will tell you this. What's interesting about this is that I actually think I put the sleeves on the wrong side. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I've done yeah. that a million times. Because yeah. I always remember, like, it's a little snug right around the shoulder, the front shoulder area. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I don't, you know, you only learn these things with time, right? Where you're like, oh, maybe that's why it fits wrong because you put it on the wrong side. Right? That's why there's different notches. notches. Yeah, yeah yes, exactly. I didn't yeah. know that. I was like, whoa, what are these two notches at the back for? Like, what's the difference? Who cares? No, it's because you need more room in the front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah, know that. Totally makes sense. I had to figure that out too. <laughs> so here we were having a great time when Sharda drops what I would call a bomb. When I first started sewing... I was advised to not tell anybody that the things that I was making or wearing was something that I made. Why, why is that? Because as soon as people would see it, especially people like you got to think like in the music industry and in television, you know, they're wearing designer, this designer, that, and there's definitely a look that people have got going on. Right. And so one of the things I was told was to not tell people that you made it because as soon as you tell them they might be like oh you made that like it just it suddenly takes your look from looking cute to looking thrifty oh as man yeah. I never would have occurred to me yeah and so I was I was really self-conscious of it at first for sure for sure like even when I first started my website I was like do I even want people to know that I sell like is that a thing that I want to put up because of this right and surely enough now it's like this party that I'm going to tomorrow, I was thinking about buying a dress, but then I thought to myself, if I showed up wearing a store-bought dress, I think people would be like, why are you buying it? Why, what are you doing? <laughs> now you're under pressure. Now I'm under yeah. pressure to make something, right? Yeah. So Well, well, I'm yeah. glad you did because, yeah, that's a terrible thing to think that people would think less of you for, for making your own clothes. I guess that's when you get into the rarefied world of, you know, super expensive designer clothing and people kind of are a bit... Yeah. Crazy, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but to be honest, I think that people did think that way at one point. But I actually think sewing is really coming back. Oh, I think yeah. it's making a huge hardcore comeback right now. I think with the level of consciousness that people have as far as like what's happening in the fashion industry, like people say it's like the dirtiest industry in the world, you know. And I mean, I like cheap clothing just as next, just as much as the next person does. But what does that really mean? Like, if you're buying something for twenty dollars. What does that really mean? Who paid? Who's, Somebody who's, paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's really happening there? Like, my my clothes cost $20, but I know who's putting the work in, right? So, I mean, I think people are starting to recognize that. 
I think for me, I like the idea of having individual one-off pieces now. And I think other people like that too. And also, you know, we were talking about jeans, like people have a hard time fitting for themselves. So like, I'm just hearing so many stories of people just wanting to sew, learning to sew, who can sew, who have been sewing, who are just not seeing it, you know? Yeah, there's a million great reasons to sew. Yeah. And, and especially, as you say, the fashion industry, the fast fashion is a real problem. So yeah, it's um, most of the sewists I talk to, that's a, a, an issue for them. You know, you kind of can't start making clothes without realizing, A, how much effort it takes and time and to think, well, how come I, I get to buy something like this for 20 bucks? Like who who down the line is suffering because of this, you know? Right, well, it's crazy. So the jeans that I'm wearing right now, dare I admit it, were $12 from H&M, right? And for me, that's fantastic. For my wallet, that's fantastic. But when I really break it down and I think about how much, how much it costs me time and money to make something for myself, I'm like, how am I buying jeans from a store that's $12? Like, who's, what's happening down the line, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think people are really becoming aware of that. Yeah. And, just and it's a terrible production. position to be in because, like, you don't want to have to spend your money. People work hard for their money. They have budgets. That, you know, money's tight. So if you can get jeans for $12, great. But yeah, it, so there's always going to be that horrible tension between people want to bargain, but yeah. really what is behind us needing those crazy bargains. Exactly. That's just it. And so that's kind of the reason why I don't buy as much. You know, you go to the stores, you see things. I'm like, now I understand why Ted Baker is five dollars $600. I get it now, right? And suddenly those things are worth five six. Because before, before I started to sew, I didn't understand. I was like, $600, like, you know, like $500, $300, that's crazy talk. You know, I'd rather spend $12 at H&M. Like, that makes more sense to me. But now, as my eyes have opened to sewing and to fabric and to the labor that goes into it, suddenly Ted Baker makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm the cost and the material makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and the workmanship. And the workmanship, sense. the skill and the wisdom that goes into the yes, design. All of it. And if you flip it inside out, you can see like how much work goes into it. Versus if you go to like a regular store, it's not made as well. You flip it inside out, it's not made as well. Yeah, it's cheap, but how long is it? It's not a, it's not a piece that you're going to give to your grandkids. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that in my mind, that's what I think now. I'm like, okay, I want to make a piece I'm going to keep forever. And that's timeless. And that maybe my daughter or my granddaughter might want to wear in the future you know like I try to keep it that in mind too with a lot of things that I make yeah yeah so I'd rather have less less pieces of good quality rather than a lot of cheaply made pieces at other people's expense which makes me excited to hear that because it feels like we're coming full circle back around you know when my mother grew up clothes were expensive they they cost what they were worth yes you know they were handmade they were made here in Canada Mm -hmm. um and so you bought f- far fewer pieces. They were high quality. You wore them forever. You bought classics. And now we're just like, oh, I'll just buy this to go out on Friday night and then throw it away kind of thing. So yeah. it's really great to hear you, at, you know, as a younger person talking about wanting to get back to that. And maybe we will one day. So that's, that's, yeah, that's I mean, hopeful. There's a lot of people out there, but I feel like a, more and more people are a bit more aware of it and, and they're into it. Heartening to hear. And now let's get back to Sharda's wardrobe. So this is um, more beautiful, bright cobalt blue yes. with uh, gorgeous yellow, red, green, tropical flowers on it. And pockets. Pockets are <laughs> the best. Pockets. Yes. So I was going to a party for Caravan Weekend last year, and I wanted to look cute and tropical. Uh-huh. So I and made Car- this. Caravan, just in case this is like 
huge Toronto festival of Caribbean culture. We have so many people living here who've immigrated from the Caribbean and it's a huge draw for tourists and it's a great fun weekend of dancing and amazing costumes. So you would have fit right in with this beautiful floral print. Yeah, and so, you know, I wanted to... Typically, people wear shorts and T-shirts, and that's fine. And I, I typically would wear shorts and T-shirts to, like, things like that. But I wanted to look a little different, and I wanted to look a bit more summertime, I think. Because it is a summertime event, right? And so I made this. I decided that morning that I wanted a dress, and I made it that day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am so yeah. impressed. Yeah. I, this one probably took me, like, three or four hours maybe to make. And I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and make it. Wow. Good yeah. for you. Amazing. So this skirt, I made this skirt. This is one of the first um, skirts that I made. One of them. This, I think this is the second one I ever made. This skirt is, it's got tulle underneath it, and it's, this is a linen, a black and gray linen checkered kind of situation. A mini skirt with a flare. So it was longer. Uh It was about two or three inches longer, but what I decided to do was turn it into a petticoat for um, other dresses, my shorter dresses, to give them more flare. So this is now my petticoat. It's went from a skirt to a petticoat, gives it nice flare. I really like it. I think it's perfect to have in anyone's wardrobe because some dresses can look so plain and then you put on a petticoat underneath it and it just gives it that flair. Your legs look great. The skirt looks great. Your waist looks great. Like it just, it gives you that like 1950s kind of silhouette. Brilliant. Yeah. I never would have thought, I mean, I know ne- it never occurred to me that a petticoat was something I needed to have in my wardrobe. Yeah. But that's, I, you make a really good case yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's super easy to make. It's a lot of tool to make, but you know, but you can get that in the bargain bin too sometimes. Yes, you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Um, this is actually, I'll show you this skirt. This is the first skirt I ever made. This is my first piece that I ever made. Wow. So it's a long, um, would you call that A-line or? It's an A-line three, um, my mom says meaty length. Uh-huh. I say T-length. I don't know if that's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. It's got a black lining underneath it. It's three-dimensional flower, sheer flowered pattern. Yeah, so it's like a mesh lace with the flowers sewed on. I have a skirt made out of, I think, the same material. I actually made a skirt, and it's got, I actually put LED lights underneath it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I built circuits into it so that when you you move, it it detects the motion, and the lights start flashing underneath the the overlay. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Um, Yeah, I made this for my uncle's 60th birthday, and... Also cut this wrong the first time. Cut it, like, I don't know what I was thinking. My mom, this is my mom. My mom said to me, you have to be very careful in how you cut. People think sewing is the hard part. Cutting is the hard part. And I was like, whatever, let's just cut it. And then I cut it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so like that too. I was thinking about renaming my blog Measure Once, Cut Twice, because that's generally how I roll. (laughs) Um, Okay, this is my... Oh, wait, let me catch my breath. This is one of your showstoppers. Wow. So a burgundy colored velvet, stretch velvet. Yes. Dress dress. with a sexy slit up one side, front leg. Oh my goodness. This is, and a square neckline. I love the square neckline. It is just stunning. Yeah. So this is one of those dresses where I was invited to a party and all the girls had to wear red and I had two weeks to find a dress around Christmas time. And I was like, no, I, like, I'm going to look, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to make a dress. I'm going to buy one. I looked for probably four or five days. Didn't find anything like the, the things that I did find. I'm like, somebody else is going to be wearing that. And then I just decided to make this. And then I got mad at myself. Cause I was like, I spent four or five days looking for a dress. I could have made this in three days, two days. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, but the square neckline here is like the edges is it's a salvage edge to the material. I thought it was really, really nice. The um, arms have the same salvage edge. That's brilliant. That and is a brilliant strategy. Yes. It looks great. And it looks like a coordinating, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a ribbing almost. Yes. Yeah. And the reason I did that was because I was feeling a little lazy, to be honest. I was like, maybe if I do this, then I don't have to hem it. <laughs> Truly, that's exactly what I was doing. But, you know, to, to actually get the measurements right, it takes more work to make sure you line it up properly than it does. Like even the neckline took a lot of work to make sure I had this correct. Yeah, you have to get those mitered corners in the, yes. in the square. Too. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, it worked. It worked out really well, to be honest. Beautiful. And, um, and you got a million compliments, no doubt. I know. I got <laughs> so many compliments. And like the girls that were at this party were like, oh, my God, like, did you make that? It, like, it was like, did you get that? Did you make that? And I was like, yeah, I did. And they were like dying over it. And I couldn't even believe that because for me, I know from, I know when it looks good on me, right? And because, and that's not anything about like arrogance or anything like that. It's just, I, I make what I think will look good on me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wearing it, it's because I think I like, I like the way it looks on me. But when somebody else is like whispering to me and I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. You know, <laughs> like that feels so good. Yeah. Um, this dress oh it's super cute it's super cute it's got a little belt to go with it i made this in two hours wow a little yeah. off-white um stretch knit um sheath dress i guess with a little belt so yes. so nice um three-quarter length sleeves um white is not easy to wear it's not like it's it does not matter you're how pulling g- it off You've, your sh- your sweater you're wearing right now is white and it looks great you know I, for me it's a really tough color white fitted dresses oh my gosh like you, I don't know how good of shape you got to be in to really wear it well, you know? <laughs> like, I, I actually haven't worn this dress out. No? No. I, I, I made it with the intention of wearing it, but I'm just like, you, you, you see a little, you literally see every bump, right? And I go to the gym as much as I can, and it's still as like, oh, like, I don't know. Yeah, there's some know? fabrics that just aren't forgiving that way, right? You know, yeah. and you, you kind of, sometimes it's really hard to tell until you've sewn it up and you put it on. You're like, oh, no, I can't, I can't do this. Right, but this is one of those, like, I'm going to try it. The material is cheap, and what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Right? Looks good on the hanger. Exactly. It looks good in the pictures I took, so, and, <laughs> but that's just, like, strategically standing in, like, a certain area and, like, tell me to suck it in, right? Yeah. So. Actually, while we're on it, tell me a little bit more about your photographs because your, your blog and your Instagram, just absolute eye candy to oh, me, you know, just you. just beautiful. And I think one of the things I love about it is, um, well, obviously, you're a gorgeous model and your clothes are amazing, so there's that, but the photographs are really, really special. And if you look through your photographs, you get a, a really great sense of a sort of young downtown urban <laughs> space you know it, they're yeah. great to look at so tell me a little bit about the photography and choosing your locations and how all that comes together um okay so the truth is I spend a lot of time at the beginning I spent a lot of time deciding how I wanted it to look I wanted it to be pretty and stylish but I also wanted it to be a little edgy so a lot of my backgrounds are you know, like alleyways and brick walls and a lot of dirt and garbage around, right? Um, As far as, you know, the overall look, I like the dirt and all of that behind because it makes the clothes stand out, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, As far as how the overall aesthetic, me coming from a TV background plays largely into 
how everything looks because I like because I come from a professional creative production background it's very important that my personal blog looks good too mm-hmm. um, in my mind my peers my professional peers are the ones who are looking at my blog even though there's so many more people looking at it right but the people who are in contact with me the most are the ones who work in the business so it's important for me that my blog looks similar to my professional work. Mm-hmm. So that is why my photos, the overall look of my website looks a certain way. I want it to look clean and crisp. I like the, the photos to look clean and crisp. As far as who takes the photos, anybody can take those photos. I literally produce those photos. I pick the location, depending on if it's a professional photographer, because t- I have some like really good photographer friends. With them, I let them run with it. Anybody else, I pick the spot. I literally put them in the shot. I'm dressed up. I take the camera. I like put them in the shot. I take the photo and I show them. I said, this is what I need it to look like. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So I literally set it up for them. Um, my mom, I turned my mom into a photographer, boyfriends, cousins, friends, like you name it. Like, it you could say you're the worst photographer in the world. With me, you become the best. <laughs> I just turn you into a photographer because it's not hard to take a good picture. Really, it's not it, once you kind of get it. So so what are your tips for other sewists that want to, maybe they want to Instagram or blog or whatever and to get great photos? Good lighting. Yeah, good lighting. I think that sometimes without that, like if I took a picture of any of these clothes like on my bed, it could look really like drab. And I think the goal for any sewist is to make their clothes like store-bought. And so for me... When you're taking those photos, that's your chance to make it look store-bought. I mean, obviously, like, when you wear it, it looks different, right? It, it can always look beautiful when you wear it, but sometimes it doesn't always translate well in pictures. So I think it's really important if you want your, your photos to look good, you have to, you know, get in the right light and choose something that makes, choose a background that makes your dress or whatever outfit you're wearing stand out. Um, and go somewhere different. Like, you don't have to take it in your backyard. Like, I have taken it in my mom's backyard, and I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do that. But sometimes you have no choice because it's the easiest thing to do. But, like, use it as an opportunity to go out. Like, if you're going on a date, wear, like, wear the dress, go take your photos, and then go on a date, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like, take, you don't have to just wear it just to go take photos. You know, you could go out with it and take photos while you're out. You know, and so I would say like location and lighting are very important. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, your photos just look like they're straight out of a fashion magazine. Thank it's fantastic. You. And you yeah. know what? They make me fall in love with Toronto again, too, oh, because cool. I see the backgrounds and I go, I know where that is, you know, <laughs> and you, you just make it look beautiful. It's maybe a place where I wouldn't have thought, oh, that's a great spot for for photographs. So it's yeah. just little pockets of the city that you can, that you've made beautiful. And so it just brings Thank it all you. alive. Yeah. yeah. You've no many times we like, we shoot right in front of dumpsters and like right beside like construction sites. And even I'm like, Whoa, what are we doing here? You know? And like, there was one shoot that we did. It was right in front of all of these dumpsters. There's like guys doing drug deals right there. And I'm like, we're going to do it right here. It's okay. <laughs> like We'll do it right here. <laughs> and the photos turned out amazing, you know, and you wouldn't really know that there's some really weird things happening like 10 feet away. <laughs> now I have a different perspective on your photographs. I can yeah. go back and look at the ball and wonder whether there's a drug deal going yeah, down in the background. Yeah, right? Yeah. So um, this is a really cool dress. Uh, what's cool about this is 
I got this material. This material is ashuka from Kenya. So mm-hmm. yeah, I recognize it. That yes. sort of handwoven. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is actually really just like a scarf material, and it is so. It was so big, like massive. Like no matter how many times I folded it or like wrap, like I just looked like I was drowning in it. And with permission, because I didn't want to just cut like an African tribal. It's not real Af- African tribal. Um, it's just like a consumer kind of. You can mm-hmm. buy it one. Um, I created this, and this is my favorite part of it. Like I, the sides, I managed to the get diagonal the stripe matching girlfriend. I got high fives match. all around here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is like I can't even believe how well it's I got perfect. the diagonals to match at the seams, and even in the because it's two tiers as well, and so the bottom skirt I got to match as Amazing. well. Amazing! Congratulations. Um, this was me being a little lazy. I didn't want to finish the bottom, but I like I like. The fraying at the bottom. Yeah, you've just left the fray, which yeah. which I think is a really great design feature. Yeah. Um, part of me was like, was I being lazy? You no, know? laziness can absolutely turn <laughs> into a design feature. Yeah. Um, and for the insides, I just tried to bind it up a little bit. And this is one of my older dresses that I've made. So I'm pretty impressed. When I look back at this one, I'm like, this actually turned out pretty decent for an older dress that I made. And it's got a great look. So basically, we're looking at a, a fit and flare. And you, as you said, it was a two-tier skirt. And the stripes of the material almost lended a sporty feel. But by the same token, you get that tribal ethnic type, you know, the material itself suggests that as well. So it's it's got multi-dimensions, I'd say. Yes, yes. Um, okay, this is my first top that I made. And so this is, uh, if you remember that organza top, it's the same pattern. So the front darts at the waist are not there. The back darts aren't there. It's just got a zipper down the back. Um, So again, a little crop top. Do you have advice for those of us who are self-conscious about our midsections, about wearing crop tops? I'm sort of starting to gravitate towards them because we're seeing a lot more high-waisted skirts and pants. And so, and I think it's a great look with the high-waisted. Yeah, no, um, for sure. I I think that crop tops don't need to be so short, right? Um, I think you can make, if your jeans come to your belly button, you can make it just slightly lower than your belly button because... It, it's still a crop, right? Um, I think what helps is when it's loose. So even like the um, shirt that I'm wearing right now, it's loose. So if it was fitted, I would feel uncomfortable in it. Right. But because it's loose. So more of a boxy shape. is Boxy, is- you know, loose, relaxed. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think a lot of people can wear it. And I think I understand why people are afraid to wear it because it can be a little like, oh, it's a crop top. Just the, even the name yeah, of it the itself, name. right? Um, but I think just keeping it at a good length, you know, if you think if you think about where your jeans sit, you can match it up to that. Just a little bit lower than that. Great and advice. I think great. Um, okay, so this, this is the new poppy dress from By Hand London. Um, so this was actually the pattern test um, for them. And the material is, it's called camel on the we are fabric store so it's it's a merino wolf from we are wait sorry that is their instagram handle we are fabric or something like that it's called the fabric store okay the fabric store they're based out of new zealand um they provided us with um the material amazing i love that yes fine knit merino it's wonderful gosh okay so this is my first time buying fabric from an online shop which I'm always weary of that because I like to touch everything. Mm-hmm. I like to know the weight, the feel, the sheen, like nothing can beat it, right? 
Uh, so I was a little nervous about it, but they they provided it. So obviously, like, there's no, like, sure, why not? Um, so the dress is, the, the pattern is like a loose-fitting dress. However, on me, I didn't feel that it looked that good on me. For other people, I think it'll look great. For me, it's, it wasn't really my style or, like, didn't look, just didn't look good on me. So I, once I did the pattern test and I knew how to do it and I gave them, you know, my feedback, I went back and took the entire thing apart and put it back together to fit me in how I liked it. And so this is what I ended up with. It's fitted, um, fitted all the way through and the slit is just a little bit higher up, um, above the knee. So it's an ankle length dress and... Uh, no, well, it's floor length. Yeah, I, well, it depends yeah. on who's wearing it. Right. For me, it's floor length, <laughs> <Okay>. right? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is like... This did not take long at all. If you're looking for an easy project, this one took me probably three, two, three hours to make. And merino is so great you, because you can wear that in a lot of seasons. Like yes. you think of wool as being a winter thing, but merino, like wool is so breathable. Yes. Um, and when you have this kind of fine knit of wool, you could wear that in the spring, in the fall. Yes. Um, and because it wicks away the moisture. So if you do sweat, you don't get clammy in it. It's well, nice. I didn't know that about merino wool. I didn't know, like there's a new brand out there called... I don't know what it's called. We are blended or something like that. I, that's probably completely wrong. But they have a line of T-shirts for travelers and for people who like just like to travel around the world. And it's made out of merino wool. And the whole idea is that you don't have to wash it for 40 days because it it doesn't um, doesn't smell, doesn't like keep your sweat, doesn't. It, it's so breathable and so arable it stays fresh the entire time I didn't know that about this wool yeah wool is a no miracle idea. miracle fabric miracle uh, fiber for yeah. sure um and this uh do you follow Mimi G yes of course okay so this is one of her patterns um this is just a jumpsuit that you can make on from based on your own um clothing that you have at home which is how she does a lot of her t her tutorials and yeah so this is this is it. This is one of my favorites. It's a uh, sleeveless jumpsuit sleeveless with jumpsuit. A, a tie waist and cuffs. Faux, at the... faux tie waist. Oh, it's faux tie. Yeah, okay. it's not a real one. It's just uh, for decoration. It looks comfortable. Yeah. Secret pajamas. Yes. And um, actually, you know, but you know, I've worn this out so many times and it's, you know, and it's got like cuffs at the ankles. Like, I really like this. Oh, yeah. It's really very like elegant yeah. and plain black as you've done it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um. So, yeah. So that's what I have here. That is amazing. Like that is a really significant chunk of, uh, of wardrobe here and beautiful yeah. pieces. Yes. I can't believe you've only been doing this for a few years. But, yeah. but given your DNA, <laughs> given your D I'm kind of like, can I be part of your family? This sounds great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. Cause my aunt was like, it's got to run in the family. If, like you can sew like that. It's got, and I'm like, really? Do you think so? But yeah, and, no. and you have such a great eye. Like, did you study fashion or design or? No, I got to be really honest with you. When I was at Ryerson, I don't think I had any style at all. Like one of my roommates, she was also in the same program. Her sister is the one who was like, "No, you don't. That's not how you dress. Like, the, you should like earrings go with this." And these are the kind of shoes. Like, I because I don't have any like sisters, right? And all my cousins are guys, and I have like I don't I have one female cousin, and she's younger than me, so I don't. Like, I didn't have a lot of female influence in that sense. Like, I had my mom, but, like, she was really into dresses and all everyone around me, there were boys, and so they're into, like, baggy pants, and I played sports. So to me, like, I don't know how to do these things. I didn't know. And so uh, my roommate's sister, she was sort of introduced me to dressing wow. like a 
lady, I guess. <laughs> but you, you, you seem to have an innate sense for it because, well, anyone who's, who's had a look through your, your blog will see that you've got an incredible sense of style. Thank you. Thank you. I think one of the things that um, when people are like, uh, what, like, how come your clothes looks look so good? And like, if I'm making something, it doesn't look that good. My honest answer is a lot of times it's just the material. Because sometimes people choose like not the best material. Like you can choose whatever you want, but like if you think about fashion and style, like if you just choose the right material, the right color, think about what, what works with your skin tone and like what is your personality, like you can really make it look amazing. Mm -hmm. And like you said, there could be holes in it and nobody will know. But I think it comes down to fabric choice. Yeah, and that's a tough one. I mean, yeah. that takes years to kind of figure out. You have to make the mistakes. You have to buy the wrong fabric and sew it and go, oh, now I see why yes. this was never going to work. And so it yeah. takes a long time. And I think you also have to hit the stores too. Like for me, because I did a lot of styling jobs in TV, I was privy to a lot of cool fashion out there, right? And high-end fashion too. So you get to see the different prints. You get to see what they're playing around with and what, you know, these big-time designers like to use, right? And so when you go to the fabric stores and you start seeing these cool fabrics, like I think that this red one, right, this red and white one, to me, that's something I've seen in the stores. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I can kind of, while that's not something I would typically wear or buy myself because I've seen it, I'm like, oh, okay, I can translate it to what, you know, for a project for me. You kind of know what it's like in action already. So I kind of know it. what it's like in action already. And I've seen it, something similar in photos or in editorials and, or in Vogue or something like that. And, and then I'm like, okay, well, let's give it a shot. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, whatever, it's only like yeah. 10 bucks. So <laughs> that's good advice to troll through the stores too. And you can always spot a fellow sewist when you see someone with their cell phone out and they're taking pictures of like the <gasps> okay. seams and stuff. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I do that all the time. And I'm convinced that nobody knows what I'm doing. But chances are somebody does know what I'm doing oh, now. There'll be a sewist out that. there that will oh tap you God. on the shoulder and go, excuse me, do you sew? And yeah. Because I discreetly, I'll be like, take out my phone and I'll flip it inside out. And I'm like, okay, so that's how they did that. And like, <laughs> yeah, I literally do that. I do that all the time. And like, I'll hold it up and I'll take a picture. And in my mind, people just think I'm taking a photo for myself or to send to somebody else. But really, I'm just like, okay, this is a cool design. Uh, how they made it is cool. Like it can be constructed in my head and... Yeah. I actually bought a garment once. It was it was at H&M, so it was really inexpensive. But I loved the design, but it was the wrong size. So they only had like a size two left. And, you know, I tried to squish myself into it, couldn't do it. So I bought it just so that I could take it apart at home and reproduce it. That's what I did with this one. The shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so this shirt is literally, it looks the exact same as the one that I got from H&M because I, I was like, I hate that I'm even admitting this out loud, but I'm like, I'm gonna buy this and I'm gonna see how long I can stomach the idea of paying that much money for this shirt. And it lasted all of two weeks. And then I was like, no, I can't. This is going back and I'm gonna make the exact same version. Like, cause that's when you realize how important the sewing skill is because then you see how much money you can save and how talented you really are. Like you can see something in the store and if I didn't know how to sew, I would be like, this is so cool. Like I'm gonna spend $45 on this. But really, if you know how to sew, you can spend like a couple hours and make it for $3, right? And then you're just like, I win. 
Will you take me fabric shopping with you sometime, Charlotte? I can totally take you fabric shopping. I would love that. It's a date. Please, let's do it. Because and what I want you to do is just like grab stuff and hand it to me. Say, here, you're buying this, and you're because you've got an eye for it. And sometimes I find I just keep going to the same things. Like I really like knits, and so I always go to the knits. And I really like patterns, so I always go to that. And you kind of need someone to throw something at you that you would never choose, and then realize the potential of the things that you don't normally consider. Yeah. So sometimes I. I do that myself. I'm like, okay, you're going to have to buy something that you haven't bought before. So that's that's where this uh, blue, green, black, whatever this print is comes into play. But a lot of times when I'm there by myself, I take pictures and I send it to my friends. Because I'm like, I need, your, I need your opinion on this. And I need to know what do I need in my wardrobe. And they will pick what they think suits me and what they think I don't have any of. It's good to have those kind of friends. Yes. I'm not sure I have that. <laughs> I have my husband, and I, I put on this shirt this morning. This is um, named clothing, the sewing yes. to kimono tee. And I made it out of quilting cotton, which is always a Very bit of a drag. Nice. But I love, the, I love the pattern on it, like on the fabric. Um, but I'm not entirely certain that I love this. And I put it on this morning, and I said to Dave, I'm like, do I look like a Frumpenstein in this? And he was like, <laughs> he sort of looked at me, and he's like, yeah, I I don't think so. And I just thought, okay, do yeah. Do you even trust that? <laughs> no, I do not I trust that whatsoever. So I got to find me some girlfriends like yeah. you have that I can send them a photo and go, what about this? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the tour yeah. of your wardrobe. This has thank been, you. like I said, it's been a real treat to be able to see this and to get some insight into your sewing life and the, the sewing DNA that runs <laughs> in your blood. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It was such a pleasure doing this. Like no one's ever really like asked me to do something like this you know so it's really cool it's cool because like all of this stuff is on my website but it's really neat to like have interest too well I'm glad to be the first and I think that's why Helena and I started this podcast is because love to chat about sewing it's really nice to just be able to have a chat with people which is cool thank you again Sharda this has been super fun I we could go on and on it feels like but but we'll leave it there maybe we'll talk again when you take me fabric shopping (laughs) definitely for sure cool thanks so much no thank you thanks for listening to this episode of the clothes making mavens podcast for more information and more episodes visit clothesmakingmavens.com We would love to hear from you. You'll find options for sending us an email, leaving a comment, or even a voicemail on clothesmakingmavens.com. Hope to hear from you soon, and thanks for listening.